Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Team's got a lot of guts, a lot Absolutely. of heart. Rebound goes to Bradley. He'll dribble it up with three seconds, with two seconds. Bradley going to the basket, puts the shot up too late. It's over, and the Tennessee Volunteers have knocked off the number one team in the country. The tie topples tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena as the Volunteers knock off Alabama. The second time in history that Tennessee has knocked off a number one team here in Thompson Bowling Arena. Sixth time in history they've done it. And tonight, it's Alabama that goes. Yeah, welcome in uh, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Lewis <laughs> Maddox, James Dickinson, Clayton Harris here on this Friday afternoon. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about what we just heard there for just a second. What an, what an absolute pleasure to have that on 103.7 WKRM. 101. Oh, yeah, that was well, yeah. but yeah, we're only The Satter broadcast was on 101.7. So that it, is that, correct. You know, and it's only fair. You know, I, I know you guys are both Alabama fans, and I'm a Tennessee fan, and uh, it's only fair that, that, you know, the last couple of weeks these buzzer beaters have been played on the same airwaves, <laughs> and now that gets to be played uh, here today. And We're uh, an equal opportunity offender. There you go. There you go. Uh that was a great birthday present, by the way. Yeah, by the way, happy birthday, Lewis. I appreciate it. 19 that. years old now? 19. Well, how old were you when you started up here? 15, 14? 15. That's what I thought. Yep. Wow. It's yep. unbelievable. It is. And, uh, Lewis, you have done a well of a job for us. I appreciate that. Matter of fact, I I would put you in the uh, the best of the best category that ever crest these uh, this microphone in these buildings. Well, that's just too kind. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that was an absolute great game, and, and you know the series is tied now. They got us up there in or down there in Tuscaloosa uh, earlier in the season, and for sure going to have another opportunity to to have a tiebreaker there in Nashville in a couple of weeks. So uh, very excited about that. I know you guys are too. So this, yeah, you know, that's fair too. I can have what, a moment. What was, and I can, what was that? God, where did that come from? The chicken. The uh. chicken. <laughs> Drake Colley on vacation uh, in hot Atlanta. So he'll be back with us next week. But Drake's getting to be a traveling kind of kind of guy, you know? That's what happens. Vegas, now to Atlanta. That's what happens when you retire, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I feel like I barely even see him anymore. <laughs> so in the last couple of weeks and uh, kind of equal amount of times I haven't seen him in a couple in a couple of weeks. So, But you know the basketball series, you say even one and one this season, but overall Alabama holds a slight edge over Tennessee Vols in basketball, 72 to uh, 67, something like that. Greatest rivalry in every sport. Well, the two main sports, at least, in football and basketball that I think that there it ever is. has been and ever will be. I agree. I agree with you there. That's, that's just any time that the two teams meet, it's going to be – Great games, and you know it, it was. I think it was a you know a, a really impressive defensive showing uh, from Tennessee a couple nights ago in that in that ball game. That's really what did it for them. Uh, just some stifling defense, and 
You know, I, th- I thought Alabama, you know, I think, you know, like me and Coach Dickinson, we were talking before the show, and, uh, you know, they had a really tough game with Auburn. I think you said that that was last Saturday right. uh, night, and um, I, I think it kind of showed that it was kind of a kind of a lack of intensity from them um, and didn't really look as well as they had in, in recent, recent performances. I thought they got pushed around a little bit. I think Tennessee came out and played physical, and – they just um, they they weren't able to match that intensity, and of course, when you got that many fans, uh, it, it, that that is one of the toughest venues in college basketball to play. Thompson Bowl Arena is absolutely huge. I mean, it is. You look at Auburn; their stadium holds nine thousand people, and you look at Thompson Bowl Arena. I think it's over thirty. It's twenty one. Twenty. Okay, twenty. Still, it is a big. That, that's massive for yeah. a college stadium, and uh, it was a sellout, and uh, you, you could you could hear of it. But yeah, I was impressed though. The Tennessee fans they didn't rush to court and take the basketball goes down the Tennessee River and dump them in there. So they didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't storm the court or anything like that. So I was impressed with Tennessee fans on that. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a fan base that is obviously more passionate about football and i think everybody knows that that's the same <laughs> way for alabama is uh, uh that the football rivalry is a lot more deep and uh people care about that a lot more but still a, a great couple of matchups between those two teams this year we're going to get a chance to see another one for sure well that's uh, some that's some people that told me they might have pictures of you carrying the goalpost to the river I, I wasn't part of that group, but okay. I, I was. I, I was a part of the, the bigger group that was on the field that night, which was a, a heck of an experience. But um, you're probably yeah. that. That probably go down in your lifetime achievement, right? Oh, there. absolutely. I waited 17, 18 years for that. Mm-hmm. Well, not not really. I was. I think I was two years old the last time that they beat them before this season. So uh, definitely not in my cognitive memory do I remember that happening. But yeah. Well, you've been a, a Vol, Vol fan for life. You're one of the Vol fans that I know that's, that bleeds orange. But do you think the football team is going to carry this march on next season? Do you think they're going to be just as good? It really depends. I, you know, I think a lot of that success this year was from a because of a guy in Hendon Hooker uh, that a lot of people thought wouldn't be as good as he was. And he was that really that good. A Heisman kind of talked about guy this year before he got hurt in the – uh, in the chicken game there in, in, in the Carolinas. But, um, but yeah, I think it's going to depend on if we get the Joe Milton of uh, regular seasons past or we get the Joe Milton of the Orange Bowl that we saw against Clemson in December. Um, and if we do get that Joe Milton, I think they've got a shot to be right where they were last year and have another chance to be a really good football team. Well, good. If, if something happened to him, the quarterback, Milton, is that right? That's right. Who do you have as – to look back on and say you got you got to go out and turn to win these games now. The eight million dollar man. Yeah, I mean you, you got a kid down there, a freshman that you know, and uh, you know in, in the past in the past you haven't seen a lot of freshman college quarterbacks that come in and are really outstanding. But over the past decade or so, that's kind of been a thing that can happen. Um, and when you've got a kid that's being invested in as much as Nico is being invested in, like Clayton said, $8 million for this kid to come down here and play football from California. <laughs> uh, if something happens to Joe Milton, you've kind of got to look to that kid and, and say, all right, here's here's your chance to uh, to show up in the lights and, and let's see what you got. So true. Speaking of NCAA basketball, tomorrow we got a full slate of games starting at 11 o'clock with a couple of top 25 matchups. you got Virginia hosting Notre Dame. 
Indiana is going to host Illinois. You have UConn hosting Seton Hall. Uh, some SEC games. You have Kentucky hosting the Vols. And, Lewis, that game's going to be a uh, – that's actually going to be an 11 o'clock tip-off on CBS. Uh, and you can hear that game on 103.7 WKRM. Uh, Kentucky went into Knoxville and got that win. I'm, I'm going to imagine that Barnes is going to have those guys – uh, their confidence has to be riding high. Uh, he's going to have those guys ready. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, like we mentioned previously, it was a, a hungry team in Thompson Bowling Arena uh, against Alabama a couple nights ago because, you know, they came off those two buzzer-beater losses to Missouri and, and Vanderbilt before that, uh, which I think absolutely crushed that team because, you know, they were number two in the country uh, and then took the took those two losses, dropped down to number 10, um, and really came into that game against Alabama as a hungry basketball team and, and kind of a desperate need to get a win there to kind of reinstate their name uh, in that kind of top 10 conversation. And I think they're still going to be hungry against uh, Kentucky, especially since they got the win uh, earlier at Thompson Bowling Arena. I didn't think anybody expected that to happen. They probably, you know, they came in there a little bit uh, asleep, I would say. Uh, and, um, yeah, this is going to be a really important game for Tennessee still after getting that big win a couple nights ago. This is a, a really important game for confidence and, um, you know, seeding and everything else. Well, I'll give you an idea here, Clayton and uh, Lou. Kentucky got beat on February 7th by Arkansas, 88-70. to 70. Then they followed up, went down to Georgia, and Georgia upset them 75-68. And then uh, Tuesday night they won a – Close one at Mississippi State, 71 and 68. And then Kentucky plays Tennessee tomorrow. Then the remainder of the game season, they play Florida and Florida. They play Auburn, Vandy, and Arkansas. That's Tennessee's schedule? No, it's Kentucky's schedule. Kentucky's schedule. And and uh, if Kentucky gets beat tomorrow, which I think they will, they might not win but one more game. Yeah, and that could be – you're talking about Vanderbilt, I'm sure, uh, that they could get a win in. But, you know, Arkansas and Mississippi State, those are two teams that could beat anybody. Well, Florida lost a big man Tuesday night. He broke his shooting hand. Oh, no. The big know. guy. So, he's he's done for the season. So, they, they might get two more wins there. Unbelievable. You know, it, and it's – it's not being talked about a lot as as we really should. Kentucky has just not been Kentucky this season. You know, no, a haven't. couple times that they've shown it. Uh, you know, I think they it was either a, a game against Duke or Kansas there a, a couple of weeks ago that they 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 stuck in there and um, I think they ended up losing by four or five um, on the road. But still, it's not a typical John Calipari team and not a typical Kentucky team that you're used to seeing year after year. And Tennessee plays Kentucky Saturday. Then they travel to Texas A&M Tuesday. Texas A&M one game, one game behind Alabama in the SEC win column. Then they play at home against South Carolina. And then Arkansas comes to town. And then they end the season down in Auburn. Pretty tough schedule there. Yeah, for both for both teams. So yeah. uh, this is an even more important win. Uh, for either team in Kentucky and Tennessee uh, tomorrow. It is. It's going to be a very big game. Alabama with a three-game lead over Tennessee, and as Coach mentioned, a one-game lead over Texas A&M. So that, that game uh, next week is going to be a big one. Um, I think if you're an Alabama fan, you got to be pulling for a or for Tennessee against A&M to, to you know, give you that separation. Alabama, 
I believe, goes to Georgia tomorrow. And, and then speaking of the rest of the uh, schedule for tomorrow, LSU will host South Carolina as two of the worst teams in the conference will play. Toilet Bowl. What's hilarious is out next to these games, it has tickets as low as, for example, Tennessee, Kentucky, The tick, you can buy a ticket to Rupp tomorrow for $76. That's the lowest ticket price. If you want to go watch LSU in South Carolina, all you need is two $1 bills. Wow. Wow. $2. $2. Uh, other games tomorrow, you got number six, Texas hosting Oklahoma. Number 12, Kansas State will host Iowa State. Number 15, Miami will host Wake Forest. Number 22, TCU hosts Oklahoma State. Arkansas will host the Florida Gators down in Fayetteville. Uh, other SEC action or games of, of, of note to note, uh, Ole Miss hosting Mississippi State. Uh, Kansas will host Baylor, number five Kansas and number nine Baylor. Xavier will host DePaul. Um, other games tomorrow afternoon, and that's just through our 2 o'clock window. Uh, you have Alabama hosting. They're not going to go on there. They're actually hosting Georgia. At uh, 4 o'clock, that game's on SEC Network and right here on 101.7 WKOM. And uh, then number eight, Arizona will host Colorado. Number 13, Gonzaga goes to Pepperdine. Creighton, number 18, Creighton goes to St. John's. Uh, Michigan State and Michigan play at Michigan. That ought to be a, a big matchup there. Vanderbilt will play at home against Auburn. Bruce Pearl and company will come to town. Number 17, the St. Mary St. Mary's Gales host BYU. And uh, the nightcap uh, with, I'm sure, Bill Walton, uh, UCLA host California. A terrible three-win California team. Wow. Three wins. Big, big, big day of college basketball. It is. And I tell you what's coming up soon, what I'm looking forward to is the SEC tournament in Nashville. That's going to be fantastic. You know, the top four seeds – won't play until Friday. Double by Wednesday uh, begins the first round of games, then Thursday is the second, and then your top four seeds will play on Friday. Your semifinals will be on Saturday, and the SEC championship will start at noon that Sunday. So right now, you know, looking at the SEC guys, I'm going to say you know Alabama will be in the top four. They'll have that by until um, Friday. Until Friday. I think you can go ahead and, and put in um, Texas A&M as well. They're going to be in that top four. Tennessee currently right now in the top four. Uh, and the four, you know what's going to be interesting is who finishes fourth. And right now you have a two-way tie between Auburn and Kentucky. Both teams sit at eight and five in conference play. So that's going to be that's that's going to be interesting. Where's Arkansas set at? Arkansas currently is. Uh, Ninth, they're, wow! They're six and seven overall okay. in conference play. Vanderbilt, with a fourteen and twelve record, is currently sitting in the sixth seed. Uh, they're tied at seven and six with Missouri and Florida, and they have a win over Florida from last Saturday down in Gainesville. So, uh, a lot to be settled in the SEC here coming up in the next few weeks. So. Uh, Looking forward to that. Guys, we are up against our – Let me first. run to the, the Alabama schedule before you go break here, okay? Okay. Alabama plays Georgia Saturday. Wednesday they play South Carolina in South Carolina. Saturday we play Arkansas at Bama. Then that Wednesday we play Auburn in Bama, and we close season out on the road at Texas A&M. 
That could be for first place. It could be. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're up against the first break here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We'll take a quick timeout and be back right after this. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Welcome back in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, second segment of the hour here on this Friday afternoon, a cold Friday afternoon, uh, all of a sudden really cold outside. Uh, we've had a couple warm, really a warm stretch here, a couple warm days, and uh, all of a sudden we had a big old storm last night, and it's freezing today. It's going to warm up a little bit uh, uh, again this weekend and then towards the beginning of the next week, but... Welcome back in, Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Lewis Maddox, joined alongside Clayton Harris, running the board, and Coach James Dickinson. Currently 37 degrees in downtown Columbia. It's freezing. It, it, it's, it's it shocked chill. me when I came outside. It is February, though. It is. That's true. It's uh, And happy birthday, Michael Jordan, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. The GOAT. Matthew yes. Markham's birthday the today. The GOAT. And another GOAT, Matthew Markham. Matthew Markham's birthday today. He is the... Uh, he owns just about every quarterback record in Columbia Central High School football history. Another GOAT's birthday today. You guys know who it is? Lewis Maddox. No. Oh. It is the birthday of General Robert Neeland. Wow. Born in 1892. So that's a good one. Uh, but uh, we've got some high school basketball action, uh, some tournament action heating up here. And uh, just, well, tonight, actually, we've got Central – uh, we don't know who the, the, the girls. Central girls. And yes. I, I'm looking that up right now. But yeah, they they play tonight in Nolansville, in the district tournament uh, up there. 
Lewis, what district are they in? Is it District 7? You've got me stumped. Me too. I thought it was 11. You know what, Coach? You may be right. Now, it's 12. Okay. They play Independence. So, 13 and 12, Columbia will play 11 and 15, Independence. You can hear that game at 6 o'clock on 103.7 WKRM with Barry Duke on the call. Got a chance to uh, – they actually played at Independence last Thursday, I believe, last Thursday night, and got a big win. The girls did over the Independence girls um, at home in the Lions Den. So, that should be a, a really good game tonight. The winner of that game will play the winner of Ravenwood and Nolansville. Nolansville is at 19-6, and six, the number one seed, and Ravenwood is at 8-19. and 19. Wow. So, so we've and uh, I've actually got the uh, the boys the boys <laughs> regular season scoring leaders here in front of me and uh, I guess a I guess y'all could probably guess who's the top scorer here uh, on the list. It's Alden Slaughter from Santa Fe with uh, seven hundred and fifty seven points on the season, thirty point three points a game. And he's just a 10th grader? Just a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a Mr. Basketball finalist. I mean, if those numbers don't get you as a Mr. Basketball finalist, I don't know what will. He – they won a big game last night against Wayne County in the semifinals of their district. That includes Cullioca, Wayne County, Collinwood, Hampshire, uh, Santa Fe, and Richland. Richland beat Cullioca last night. So, you'll have a championship game at Richland High School tomorrow – between uh, Santa Fe and Richland. You know, I was told last week that the Slaughter kid scored 1,000 points in, as a junior high player. Uh, he, did. he did. He did. And we were there the Friday night this year when he scored his 1,000th high school point. Against Mount Pleasant? Yes, I believe. it was. Yeah, it was against Mount Pleasant. Yes. Or, yeah, it was against Mount Pleasant. You weren't there. You did the Collinwood game. Yes. Uh, it was against Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant actually won that game. And speaking of Mount Pleasant, that district – uh, Mount Pleasant ladies and men both got beat in the play-in game. So uh, the remaining teams I know on the boys' side include Giles County, Summertown, Loretta, and Lewis County. Uh, and on uh, and those same four teams obviously are on the girls' side as well uh, in their Final Four, which I think is going to get played tomorrow. They postponed their games last night because of the weather. Columbia Central boys, on the other hand, played their play-in game last night at home against a uh, a down Summit team who Columbia split with in the regular season. Columbia was down seven points with about a minute to go. They came back and tied the game. Mm. And then uh, Summit hit a three at the buzzer to win 50-47. to 47. So that ends the season for the Columbia Lions. Obviously uh, not the season they were looking, uh, were looking towards after all the success they had last year. But that's the thing, guys. They lost Q Martin, Bubba Perkins, Roni Bailey, and others. Amari Franklin. Amar, just those three and four right there are tough to replace. Yeah. Those guys, you know, a lot of those guys have been playing for three years. You know, Q Martin started as a freshman himself and was, you know, one of the main guys, obviously being a starter on the team with guys like like Dooman Brown and, uh, you know, and he was just a special, special player, the absolute leader of that team. And so was Bubba Perkins and so was Roni Bailey and uh, Omari Franklin, who got injured last season. But, you know, you lose four guys that are seniors and starters. Um, that score a lot of points. Yeah, and a, and a coaching change as well, a, a culture change, really, uh, with, with Cutlip and um, – you know, I think it was for the. I think it was for the best. Cutlip's uh, obviously a, a great coach. He's changing the culture, and 
Um, obviously not the season they wanted, but, you know, what a way for them to go out. You know, like you said, a, a real close game there at the end. That's kind of been the story for them all season where they've they've been right there and, you know, at, at least 10 ball games and just – just doesn't happen, yeah. Well, and we saw it in football. We saw a lot of the same things there, and uh, you know what? Tell me about it. There's got to be some buy-in. There, you know, there's got to be some buy-in, and um, you know, it's uh, like you mentioned. You got a couple of good coaches there, and um, sometimes, you know, I, I, I say it all the time. Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe his first year at Alabama, and the reason why he lost that game is that he had a lot of seniors on that team. DJ Hall being one of them who didn't buy in, who uh, was used to being in a laxed environment uh, where that they could do whatever they wanted, and then you have a guy that comes in that brings in a lot of discipline, you get pushback, and not everybody's going to buy in. And you know what? It takes a year or two to, 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 get, to create that culture. To weed uh, out the ones that aren't going to buy in. Exactly. But you look at what Columbia has coming back. They, they don't lose many seniors. I mean, they had a couple of seniors on the team, but they didn't play much. So uh, they're young, and uh, hopefully this experience will be something that they learn from and can use to rebound, uh, no pun intended, next year uh, when they get ready to tip off the season uh, next year. But there's a lot of positive things happening out there. Uh, and it started this year at the beginning of the year when they hired Tredarius Golf and Dre Hall. And uh, I personally have been up to that weight room and watched what the uh, guys that are not playing other sports have been doing during their football workouts. And um, – I'm telling you, uh, it, it's it's starting to the worm is starting to turn. I've got a question for you guys. Does the basketball team segue back to the old region, or will they play in the same region no, next it, year? It'll be a different region. I thought so. Yeah, they'll, they'll be in the same region as Spring Hill, uh, Lincoln, and Franklin County, I believe. Tullahoma, uh, Tullahoma, and Shelbyville, and I think Warren County. And that and that goes. That's the same for baseball and everything. So that 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 is a that, that's going to be a great move, football wise. Uh, they're moving into a different region as well. Still a lot of similar teams from last year's region. I uh, love this change. But but yes, it's the old District Eight uh, with an uh, addition of Spring Hill. So you ha you'll have Spring Hill and Columbia and Lawrence County, Franklin and Lincoln counties, Tullahoma and Shelbyville in the football region coming up here in 2023. That's a game changer. It is. Especially in basketball and baseball. I agree. And I think in football, too. I think, I think you know, if you played – and, Lou, you played in the Columbia Lions organization growing up uh, in, in youth football or the Vols or whatever they were. Yeah. That These are the teams that you grew up playing. You're yeah. in the same conference. You've played against these guys. You're familiar with them. And when you get to high school, that's who you're playing. And – uh, I, I think I think this is going to be a good change. Now, what happens in a couple of years when they do enrollments again? Who knows? We'll keep our fingers crossed that they get this new school built quickly. Uh, but yes, I think for the next couple of years, uh, Columbia Central Athletics overall in general are going to be in good shape. And you look at the basketball team this year; um, they've they've shown some improvement. Like I mentioned, thirteen and twelve record, number two finish in the district. And we wish them well tonight as they uh, head up the road uh, to go play in Nolansville in the semifinals. And, and, you know, with the basketball, both both teams, boys and girls too, you've still got some uh, some leaders. You know, we talked about those four starters that were seniors that left last season uh, for the guys. That other starter was Jordan Davis, who's uh, just been an incredible athlete for football and basketball and his whole time that he's been there, a junior now, I believe. He'll be back next season. Uh, but he's on this scoring list as well with 451 points, had 17.4 points a game. 
Uh, and he's also on this three-point list. He made uh, 43 pointers this season. So um, definitely a guy that people can look off of. You know, Dravius Hall got a lot of good minutes this year and is a, a good guy down low. He's a, a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a bigger guy that's being recruited heavily for football, but he's also, you know, an AAU basketball guy and has always been on that scene and um, makes an impact on their team down low. He's a big, strong guy that can that can really handle a post position. Uh, and then for the girls, you've got Savia Morgan, who's, you know, a real true leader on, on the girls' side of things. Uh, she had 283 points this season, 11.3 a game, and um, you know, I think really came on towards the end of the season and played even better than she did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and she's just a junior and already has an offer to play softball at the University of Tennessee where she is committed. Absolutely. So so a bright future for, for both these programs. You know, things could change. We don't know what exactly what it's going to look like next year, but uh, definitely th- some things to, to look forward to in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lou, did you watch the Super Bowl? Have we talked about the Super Bowl with you yet? No, we have not. What were your thoughts? I thought it was one of the best Super Bowls of all time um, that throughout got, the entire game. That, that got, got destroyed yeah, at the very end. I thank you. I told Drake the same thing. We texted about it. it, I, it it's just it's like watching a, a movie, and you're into it, and it's a great movie. And then the it's kind of like the last episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> did y'all ever see that? No, I haven't seen it. It's just like, really? This is how this is going to end? I mean, you got to think about on how many occasions that, you know, just went unnoticed that that happened throughout the game and was not called, probably by the same official. That was the only defensive pass interference or holding call made the entire ball game. Exactly. And I, I, they I had one God. more. They had one in the game. It was a five yard automatic first down. Yeah, I do one. remember that. They had one. Okay. I can't believe. But, but you get you get through with the game and you watch it. How many people turned the TVs off, didn't watch anything about the pre uh, the after of the game events? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I as, soon as, that, as soon as that happened, I didn't even watch the field goal kicked because I knew exactly what was going to happen. They were going to run the clock out. I drove back to school. Yeah. So I left. Settle in, have a field goal, and, and win it. And that's what happened. And it just uh, just terrible. And, Ter- terrible. And, uh, the, I and I mentioned the Sopranos. That ending was much better than th- than that. But still, you had the same takeaway, which was basically, are you kidding me? I can't believe that Bradbury, who committed the holding, came out in his post-game press conference and admitted to the holding penalty and thought that he was going to get away with it. It, and could, it. it could be called every play. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And then Smith-Schuster, the one who, who drew the penalty, is – uh, you know, on, I don't know if y'all saw this, but on Valentine's Day they made a uh, a, a post the NFL did that it's had James Bradbury's picture and said, "I'll hold you when it matters." Wow! Most <laughs> after Valentine's Day, <laughs> and then Smith Schuster posted that picture and said, "Hope everybody's having a a good Valentine's Day." And then the entire Eagles roster came through and told him that uh, really just put him through the ringer. Uh, which was actually really funny to see because I've never really been a huge Juju fan. I think he's kind of too much about himself. And it was A.J. Brown that said – it was A.J. Brown that came out and said – what did he say? He said that uh, Mahomes resurrected his career on this one-year deal and called him a TikTok boy because that's really what he's famous for is making TikTok videos. (laughs) Uh, And then we didn't hear much from from Smith-Schuster after that, so – um, I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, just just an unbelievable Super Bowl, an unbelievable game. Um, I had it 37-34. I was off by one point on both sides. 
uh, that just ended up ruined by one call. It, it really was. And uh, ultimately, uh, another big play in the game was the fumble by Jalen Hurts that was returned by uh, for a touchdown. And, Bolton, uh, Missouri linebacker. And it nearly had two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. Uh, but the other was called back after re- replay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and again, it, it also cements Andy Reid's uh, place in NFL history of being one of the better coaches of all time. And, yeah. And he, he deserves it. They've consistently – and that's what it comes down to, guys, I think, at the end of the day. And a lot of football – when it comes to football – Usually, especially in the NFL, the better quarterback, the team with the better quarterback is going to win. I love the offensive coordinator. Uh, the enemy. Yeah. The, 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 some of the stuff he dialed up in the second half. They scored on every possession in the second half. Yeah. And you wonder what they uh, what that treatment was for Patrick Mahomes at halftime. Oh, we he, all saw him he before. He said he didn't get a shot. That is a lie. Oh, I mean, that, nobody's, buying, nobody's buying that. <laughs> He was in pain, guys. He came off the field, and I thought, man, they could be done. They used blue emu. (laughs) (laughs) Max Payne relief. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, me and Clayton talked about that as well uh, at halftime. They said Philly's going to test that ankle in the second half, and uh, we saw him in the second half. He think he took off for at least a 25-yard scramble. Yeah. Uh, and but he was dragging his ankle. He couldn't feel it. He was dragging that foot a little. He, <laughs> he that, like that's a, no joke. He really was. Well, he was. If you watch, you can see that left foot was dragging a or right foot was dragging a little bit more than the other. Dead weight. He looked like a toddler that just stole something. But um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely some some good treatment for Patrick Mahomes at halftime there, and then came out and had three touchdown passes, two to, two in the second half, uh, and ultimately drove him down the field and. Kicked a game-winning field goal with four seconds left, and that was it. I can't believe. I would have. I would have thought maybe a hook and lateral, or a, you know, uh, just to kind of a toss around at the end of the game. I can't believe the last second play call for Philadelphia, trying to throw it all the way down the field from the twenty-yard line with three seconds left on the clock. I, I didn't agree with that. And he left it thirty yards short. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. Like it slipped out of his hand. I'm, or not, I'm not joking. I could have thrown the ball further than that. I really believe. It. I really. Believe <laughs> it must. It had to have slipped out of his hand. Something happened. It, it had to. That was the most pathetic Hail Mary attempt I've ever seen, ever. So they didn't replay it either. No, they did not. It, you know, there was eight seconds left. If I'm not mistaken, when they got the ball on that final play. You know, I'm thinking. Toss it up to the 50, and then you well, got a shot. Well, well, yeah, exactly. You know, go 20, 30 yards up the field, deep out, get out of bounds. You know, you never know. You saw what Mahomes did last year with 13 seconds right. against the Bills. He got him in field goal range to win the game in the AFC Championship game. So, you just don't ever know. What do we think about the halftime show? I thought it was okay. You know, I mean – I grew up in a time period where Rihanna was big, and she still is, you know, a, a well-known artist. And I pregnant. Think, yeah, she was, was pregnant. Obviously, she was pregnant. And, uh, yeah, so it's time for everybody. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, Coach got his thumbs down over here. Uh, but, you know. You know, I, it's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's going to fit the appeal of, of some people. But, you know, like we talked about, how many people watch Super Bowl? 100 million <clears throat> in the United States or yep. something like that? It, uh, but uh, you're the, not gonna hi- get something that appeals to everyone. The highlight for me was when Chris Stapleson sung the national anthem. <laughs> that was spectacular. And looking at the Philadelphia Eagles coach Crocodile Tears, I had nothing but a tear roll down my. It was it was the classic moment ever. 
Yeah, it was uh, pretty emotional. Uh, you know, he talked about with Whitney Houston's national anthem that he pictured himself in the Super Bowl, so I'm sure that, that moment got to him. That music means that we are up against our second break of the hour. We'll be back in just one moment with more sports talk. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hose for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Welcome back in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Lewis Maddox, joined alongside Clayton Harris and James Dickinson here on this Friday afternoon. And uh, it's been a pretty good show. We've covered some college basketball, some college hoops in the first segment. Then we went into some local basketball, some tournament high school basketball uh, in the second. Got into that a little bit. And uh, uh, we've got some stuff to talk about here in this one. Actually, I want to get into this for a second. I'm excited about this. The XFL is back this weekend. We've got an eight-team league going on in the XFL. Um, and, you know, six months, over six months until the NFL's back, and we don't have to wait as long. We've got the XFL, and we've actually got the... Uh, USFL. USFL, and, and I think that's in, in eight weeks, six or seven yeah. weeks, eight yeah. weeks. So uh, I'm, I'm, I love, I'm a huge fan of these smaller leagues that are taking these guys, uh, former NFL players, guys that have been cut, guys that never made it to the league. Um, I think it's a great thing. Not only players, but coaches as well. They Absolutely. find their way back up the ranks. Although I did see where Jeff Fisher resigned from his post. He did. Uh, with uh, Michigan USFL team. So. Some Michigan Stampeders, they did not have a uh, – 
great year last year. I think they were the worst team in the USFL, but um, but yeah, just a great opportunity for a lot of these guys and some entertaining, really football, some different kind of football that we're seeing. And um, you know, the USFL is they've been showing all these commercials of having Michael Strahan, all the Fox crew, and stuff like that, uh, and really advocating for this and talking about how real it is and all that. And the other league, the XFL, I believe, is being ran and owned partially by The Rock. Really? Wayne Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. McMahon. Which one did he own? He, he owned the XFL. XFL. He, he does not anymore. I think that's where The Rock came in, and he's kind of helped revive it. Kind of a WWE vibe. Can you guess what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> you remember when the original XFL came out in the early 2000s? Oh, like, yeah. They had names on the back of their jersey. She hate me. He uh, hate me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they had the hot tubs and down back behind the end zones and that score a touchdown jump and the hot tub and come out of it. It's, it was amazing. Very exciting. So, yeah, I mean, that helps us get through uh, until next fall. Uh, baseball, uh, catchers and pitchers, I think, have reported for spring training. But I'll tell you something else that starts this weekend that you can hear right here on 101.7 WKOM. This Sunday is the 75th Daytona 500. And, uh, That's pretty neat. You know it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. No, it ain't. But uh, and we don't talk about it a lot with Drake. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's watched by millions of people. Though it is, and you know, you know, obviously uh, with uh, Sterling Marlin being from this area, uh, a lot of people were into NASCAR, uh, and you know, NASCAR. I'll give them credit. They're trying to get back to the roots. Um, they're going to do an all-star race this spring at North Wilkesboro uh, Speedway, a track that was uh, basically a dump. It hadn't been raced at in over 20 years, or maybe even closer to 25 years, and they've revived it, and it's been a, it's a sellout. And they're talking about doing the same thing with the Nashville Fairgrounds, being able to bring NASCAR back to that track for the first time since the early 80s, if I'm not mistaken. I know they – race some uh, Xfinity or Bush races there uh, in the 90s, just a couple of them. But, uh, you know, I, I hear people all the time that talk about what it was like up at the fairgrounds back when Daryl Waltrip and the Allisons and the Alabama gang and the Marlins and uh, those guys, Marty Robbins, they were all up there racing and, and what how awesome it was and how great the racing was. And uh, if they're able to do that, if they're able to get the fairgrounds back on, on – the schedule or have an all-star race there uh it's gonna be huge and you that, know that tracks in downtown nashville yeah and you know people will will come and and show out and it'll be a huge success and we've seen that because of you know they've gotten a taste of that racing culture over the last couple of years with the nashville grand prix that's been there yep. uh that's been a huge success for i think it's the two times that it's happened and and the last two times they've raced out at nashville super speedway out by lebanon uh, have been sellouts too. They, yeah. they've been they've been big races, and they're going to be back there again this summer. Well, NASCAR was born at the fairgrounds, really and truly. Old, old tracks like up and down in Birmingham, they had a, a what I call BIR Birmingham International Raceway. It raced every Friday night, and then everybody would segue away from Birmingham and drive to Nashville and watch the Saturday night race. Buddy Baker's, Allison Petty's, Waltrip's. There was there was a show. Friday night in Birmingham and Saturday night in Nashville. Last night, the uh, dual 125s were raced at Daytona. That that It's a qualifying race. They split the field up. Uh, they'll take the odd number. You know, they had qualifying the other day, 
and they take the odd number cards based on qualifying and they put them in a race and they do the same thing with the even number cards. So if you qualified second, fourth, sixth, eighth, and so on, you're in one race. And if you qualified, you know, uh, first, third, fifth, seventh, ninth, and so on, you're in another. Uh, and last night we saw uh, Eric Almarola uh, get a win. He'll start, I believe, fourth. Uh, and you'll have to excuse me, I cannot remember who won. Uh, the very first race, I, I didn't get home last night till, till late, but uh, Kyle Busch had a great debut in his number eight car until he got crashed by um, Daniel Suarez. Second race. And he had a fast race car. He had a very fast race car. So if you, uh, you know, I've never been a big Kyle Busch fan. I'm happy to see him back in a Chevrolet driving for Richard Childress. And they had him a fast car, so we'll see what that backup car can do on Sunday. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward – uh, it's one of the few sports where they have their Super Bowl the first uh, as their first event of the year, and um, it, it, it's going to be exciting. It is. Absolutely. First race last night was kind of boring. Second race had two or three yeah. big wrecks. Yeah. So that kind of set the tone for this Sunday now. And there will. There will be some big wrecks on Sunday. The big ones. And, uh, yeah. Uh, be careful if you're wagering on any of those drivers. So the manufacturers, you still got the Chevrolet, the Ford. And Toyotas. Toyotas. Yeah. Toyota. So Dodge has, there's been talk that Dodge may get back into, uh, into NASCAR, but that has yet to, to be seen. So we'll see. We got a friend that don't like the Toyotas. Yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. It's, American, tell you. it's an American sport. Uh, and you would prefer to have all American manufacturers, uh, It'd be in, ideal. In sport. Yeah. And so, but it, but it, it, to me, it, it's it's a villain that people can root against. Most of our friend roots against those Toyotas every uh, every every race every race. So, uh, and, and I will be with him this Sunday. And our, we're going to go ahead and say our friend Wilburn Davis. Yeah, Wil- Wilbur Davis. Yeah. yeah, great guy. Yep, good man. Good man. He is absolutely love Wilbur. Uh, Guys, we got a minute left. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to run through the the XFL schedule for this weekend. Uh, it's the on Saturday tomorrow. We've got the Vipers and the Renegades tomorrow at 2 p.m. on ABC and ESPN Plus, and then at 7:30 p.m. tomorrow on ESPN, it's the Guardians and the Roughnecks. It's not showing me where these teams are from, but we're going to find out tomorrow. Roughnecks is from Houston. Okay, well there you go. So. Uh, We'll be watching out for that, and uh, that'll, that's going to do it for today's Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. For Lewis Maddox, Clayton Harris, James Dickinson, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you back on Monday with more sports action. Have a great day.